What's up, Tag Nation? I'm your host, Rashab. And I'm your host, Ravi. Welcome to episode one of Trade Automation and Gadgets. Guess what? Your local GameStop still may exist. Alright, so, GameStop. We grew up with it. GameStop has been the, the cornerstone for American gaming for decades now. But no one had the slightest of hopes for its existence in the today's world where digital downloads and the digital gaming market has been increasingly growing. Not only that, but manufacturers like Amazon have also taken over this uh, space by simply shipping games to you instead of having to find a local GameStop. Right, right. And that's the biggest thing. Where is this? Is this really a resurgence or is this just a whim? I answer to that, maybe not. Maybe this is not a whim. You see, GameStop has so much competition that it looks so sedentary. It's like the Astrodome in our local Houston. The Astrodome's just outdated. You can't compete with the new things. Look at it. You have these Apple Arcade. You know, you have Stadia. You have Prime Gaming. You have all these different services that make it so difficult to compete in the t- today's world. Especially where GameStop only sells physical game discs, like you just said. Um, not a lot of people buy gaming CDs anymore. Even the majority of my games, such as Battlefront 2, which I got for free on the Epic Game Store, or Minecraft, uh, Java Edition, which only, you can only download and doesn't come with the CD. So, games like that, almost everybody doesn't buy on CD. Only really old games support CDs. So, GameStop right, has been right. seeing uh, quite the decline recently. At least it should be, other than <laughs> the shock we were, uh, the shockwave that went through when GameStop had this crazy event on the stock market, thanks to the redditors. Excuse me, when we're talking about games, let's look at it. What are the top games right now? We're looking at Fortnite. We're looking at Rocket League. We're looking at Valorant. What do all these games have in common? Most of the games are free nowadays. So. Although there are in-app purchases, you don't necessarily need to pay your $60 to get the game you want to play anymore. Which makes it so confusing as to why GameStop might still even exist today. Ravi, your take? Well, I honestly see this because some of the most popular games recently have been free. Like, especially games like Among Us, which are free on Apple Store. Uh, like the App Store on Apple or Android, or games like Fortnite or Valorant or Apex Legends. All of these games have come for free. Even Epic Games is kind of in on it because they've been offering free games almost every single week. So the thing with this is that it's causing a lot of people to stop going to GameStop to get certain things, uh, to get certain games when they can easily just get it for free. Right. So, here's 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 what it is with GameStop. For our viewers who don't know, who do not know what a short squeeze is, we're looking at a bunch of redditors who have decided to invest in this company together. At the same time, millions of people here. They bought into this company and literally 
forced its growth, unnatural growth. This is not real growth. Come on. Um, if you had to pull the numbers on Jan fifteenth, this this one share of GameStop was worth thirty five dollars, thirty five dollars. And then we see this catastrophic growth by Jan twenty seventh. That's twelve days. That's twelve days. It's worth three hundred forty seven dollars, three hundred forty seven. And we see a little decline. The next day, it just goes to one ninety three straight, str like casually, just a couple hundred down. And then we see a resurgence two days later back to 325 and then we've seen a steady decline since then part of this steady decline has to do with <coughs> robin hood you know robin hood all these trading they are limiting how much you can buy so ravi my question for you is although this is not legitimate this opened the eyes of many that what if GameStop can still have legitimate growth? Uh, at first, I really didn't see it because there's also this COVID thing going around. A lot of people don't want to go to uh, physical stores. And the reason it's been growing so much is because of these really bold investments. Uh, and because of these investments, which were pretty much newsworthy and shocked the whole stock market, and made a lot of Wall Street investors lose a lot of money. Uh, uh, because of this news, a lot of people just started going to GameStop because it's like, oh yeah, that exists. Like they're getting a lot more. There's realizing how, uh, like what it used to be, and like they stopped going there. So then they decided to go again. Mm -hmm. All right, let's give you a little bit of history. So. GameStop was sounded just like your local cabbage company. Actually, it was called Babbage's. So, Babbage's was this a software retailer founded by a night from a Harvard Business School guy named James McCurry and Gary M. Cusin. It was named after the inventor of the computer, Charles Babbage, and it began in Dallas, Texas. So, Babbage then had this you know a decent growth they started and it really really kicked off with the cornerstone the, with the most probably uh, arguably the most important change to gaming forever the atari 2600 so when you started to get there the atari 2600 changed everything forever but then the second shockwave went out in 1987 when they started be began to sell nintendo games you know your local plumber that's made billions for Nintendo. In 1988, Babbage's went public. And the game, video games, this is where GameStop really began. But this is not GameStop. Whoa, we have a long time until this becomes GameStop. But then, because of its growth, they were bought by Software Etc. in 1994. And they made Neostar Retail Group. It was like. It was a it was a very fast, tie-in, but it did not work well. You see, the merger was a stock swap where shareholders of Babbage's and Software Etc. received shares of Neostar, a newly formed, holding company. Now, you might ask, what is a holding company? It's basically like a company oh. that owns another company, like even Google. 
Google is not the holding company. The holding company of Google is actually called Alphabet. Right, right. So, they had this, but leadership and these kind of problems was not really worth it. And, you know, it was not really working well. So while the Neostar Neo board members, uh, Thomas G. Plaskett became the chairman, James McCurry, the founder, the founder, remained company chief executive and president. During this time, leadership change wasn't enough to, you know, save a sinking ship of a company. It seemed like GameStop was over before it even came to be. But then, Leonard Riggio... He made software, etc., and he was the chairman and principal stockholder in Bra- Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> Barnes and Nobles mm-hmm. had, to, and he bid to purchase Neostar. The bankruptcy led Riggio's bid to be o- bought. You know, and two hundred stores were not included in the transla- transaction, and they were closed. So Babbage's etc. was what came to be of this transaction, and. You know, this this was this was where it all changed from. So Leonard Riggio, the first thing he did was he got rid of the holding company, right? And created a new holding company called Babbage's etc. So he got new he brought back some old guys. He got Richard Fontaine, who was Software Etc.'s chief executive during its expansion era during the eighties and nineties, early nineties. Wasn't too good during the late, as we all found out. And Daniel Matteo, Di Matteo, if I'm correct, he became the company president and chief operating officer. So then three years later, they needed something new. So the Babbage's etc. launched this new brand based on that, you know, that original two thirds of their market share based off of their video game sales. They just made GameStop with 30 stores, 30 stores. GameStop.com came to be. This is where it all changed from. So then we're looking at Barnes and Noble still owned, bought Babbage's etc. by nineteen ninety nine for a mere two hundred and fifteen million. You can't even buy an NFL franchise yeah, for that much. It's not a lot of money that GameStop started off with. So. Because Babbage's was like, you know, it was owned by Leonardo Riggio, who you can say is, I consider more <coughs> important than James McCurry. Because what you're looking at here is a whole change in the te- technological front of how important are video games in the market. So, there was a new growth era. Barnes & Nobles owned it. And then... It distributed 59% of the stake in GameStop to stakeholders, making GameStop independent. So majority, so it's independent. This is where GameStop had its rapid era. This is where, you know, you have your local Chad going around with gum in his mouth, going to buy, you know, Call of Duty. Not yet. Not yet, but soon to be. So 2004 to 2016, we had... If you're looking at GameStop, it's golden era. They got Electronics Boutique for $1.44 billion. So now GameStop had operations running in Europe, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Dang, that's, that's a lot. 
just for right, that's right. actually pretty cheap once you think about it because they're expanding their market into a whole not even a continent but they're spreading it across Europe Australia and even a bit of Asia as well so it's quite a bit uh, for only 1.4 billion dollars so I'd say it's actually a pretty good deal mm-hmm so GameStop had this time where they became a force to reckon with. This company was going crazy. So we had the growth. You know, you, you got new COOs, JP, J. Paul Reigns. He was also a chief in Home Depot. He, they got Micromania, a French video game retailer. And then they started, this kept running. There was a culture of growth in this company. And it was based right off of that. That, but, but you know, there was a decline. Indubitably, there was a bit of a decline. But this is where it changes. GameStop's digital rev digital revenue in two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven was one ninety million. And then, two thousand twelve, we had the change. Ravi, you can name this. What do you think it was? It was none other than the. Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. Yep. Wait, was it the Xbox, Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 or was it the Xbox 1 and the PlayStation 4? That was 2013. That was 2013. Yeah, Xbox was 1 and PlayStation 4. Right. Xbox 1 and PlayStation 4. This is the wave. This is the shockwave. This is what GameStop currently might even depend on. 2012 to 2013, that fiscal year, their growth was crazy because of because of this, and it was decreased 600 million, 600 million. They went from 190 million in 2011 to 600 million in profit. That's 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 crazy growth, and you can see that the direct effect. You know, you see your you see your you see kids on commercials. You know, a Taco Bell commercial. They're promoting the Xbox. Uh, the, I think Taco Bell maybe. even did a promo. I'm not sure if it was with GameStop, but they also did one uh, with Microsoft where there was a certain deal where if you bought a certain uh, Chalupa box, you would actually get uh, entered in a chance to get a free Xbox. And there was a winner every single like 10 minutes across the country to get mm -hmm. that. So a lot of people right. started going to for talk about, and a lot of hype started for the Xbox consoles, especially. Right, and the Xbox consoles; these things are shockwaves till date, even till date, in in the the tech the, the tech radar. When we're looking at this, they they change what we really see. In twenty sixteen, this run, you know, this it's like a little push, and then it runs and runs. But even a wave eventually sells down, right? When it reaches shore, and you know, and they and they did some crazy stuff. They started, they bought like, I don't know, a hundred something, Radio Shack, locations. They bought Sprint Mobile. And they, they bought like, Apple resellers. And, they've made they've they've made some questionable decisions and they had to eventually close their Puerto Rico location and that's where it begins from 
November 2016. This is where the GameStop golden era just turns into a little whim. It's all gone. Mm. Robbie, you want to take it over for the rest of it? No, I don't really know too much about this. So if you could just keep on going. All right. So the decline. So physical gaming has been in the decline for a long, 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 long time. And it's the it's the very services that gave them this crazy growth that caused it to decrease. And Xbox one Live, thing that I'd like to point Network. out is that like the consoles, there were even selling versions that didn't have DVD drives in them. <clears throat> Especially with the new consoles, we have the Xbox Series X that does not have a DVD drive. You have the PlayStation All Digital Edition. This is especially important because it's a hundred dollars cheaper, and the only thing that's they don't have is the DVD disc. So, I would say a lot of people are gonna go for this. So, obviously, uh, it's been on the decline for quite a while, and even with the Xbox One S, there was an Xbox One S All Digital Edition, which further like decreased people's like need to go and buy physical games but instead they would just download it onto their uh, xbox or instead a lot of people would just end up getting a hard drive to put onto those things because hard drives will also become pretty cheap so that uh, along with a lot of other factors have started to reduce like uh physical gaming instead of like downloading games onto a computer so yeah. Right. And digitalization is what our entire entire technological front is working on, right? You see, you know, the iCloud services and it was really the gaming ones that harmed them. I'll name a couple. Steam. Steam took away so much business from them. Steam I think there might be a chunk of business, maybe a percent even that was taken just from Steam. No, it was the, it was one of the largest things because one of the things also about GameStop is that a lot of people have been moving to PCs instead. So that's also another reason that people don't use uh, discs anymore because they're moving to PCs. And normally, uh, PCs don't have CD drives anymore. So a lot of people are also going to Steam, Epic Games, Origin, and hundreds of other game launchers that they could use instead of going out and getting going to GameStop. On and getting a code right. so that they can buy a game. Yeah, that 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 really checks out, and that's exactly what happened from twenty sixteen to now. There's not any shit. I could <coughs> go into the you know crooks and crannies of this, but I think, as a listener, you should not, all you need to know is for this part is that you don't have growth anymore once you lose what it's based on, and. This ties into our sector on gadgets. But I, Robbie, you have, tell me, tell me a little bit about um, the entire deal with the PC versus consoles. It's been a huge debate, you know. My, we have, you must have friends. Maybe yourself, you, you yourself use PC more than you use your Xbox. What are the differences that the PC open open source format? changes 
in comparison to the closed console that you receive when you buy a PS5 or something, in terms of what you can do? Well, while PCs might not be as have as much value, they one thing that PCs definitely have is better cooling. You also get to customize a lot more. Uh, but one of the things that really drew me away from console, because I obviously have a console, but I don't really use it anymore, uh, for online games especially, is because of Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus. So we have Xbox Live, right? We all know what Xbox Live is. It allows you to play live games with friends. But the thing is that the sub- subscription costs $10 a month. My, uh, Obviously, my parents wouldn't pay for that. And me, myself, I wouldn't pay for that. Because <laughs> often, also, games are uh, cheaper on PC. And mm-hmm. I don't want to pay more money just because uh, I want to play online. Like, I had Battlefront 2 for so long on my Xbox. But I never really got to play multiplayer because I didn't have Xbox Live. And I really wasn't willing to pay for it. Right. Same thing on the right. PlayStation side is PlayStation Plus. Uh, obviously, I don't have PlayStation, but even if I did, I, w- I wouldn't pay for that. So it's kind of like, it's, honestly, I would say it's bullshit. So it's way too much. $10 a month. That's more than a Netflix subscription. It's more than a Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> like, I don't understand who would pay for that unless it's like a little kid. No, it's, it's, it, people pay for that, but you see even pro gamers nowadays... Use PC because when you're buying a live game, especially if you're buying it, you expect to have the access to whatever it is. And when you have gaming services, not only do they limit the whether you can play online or not, they also limit the, the accessibility to the game itself. That that really doesn't attract people nowadays. And nowadays, everything in the world is about being bespoke. It's about being open source. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not really familiar with the the tech part of the. Give me a little specs about the Xbox, and so we can like take a give a little insight about the Xbox versus the uh, versus PlayStation. Yeah, <coughs> PlayStation PC. Let's add PC okay. in because Xbox it versus really gives PlayStation versus PC. Okay. So one of the things that Xbox and I'm not sure if PlayStation has done this, but one thing that Xbox has definitely done, which has kind of improved the service of live games, is that they've made uh, free games that you get on like the Microsoft Store, right? For those games, you don't have to pay for Xbox Live. Let's say a little kid who wants to get, uh, he gets his first Xbox and he's like, oh my god, I can play Fortnite or something, right? They don't have to pay that $10 subscription for Xbox Live, because obviously Fortnite is a free game on Microsoft Store. Same as Rocket League, uh, yeah, and all these other games. So that's one of the things that def- that is definitely improved for Xbox. Uh, PlayStation, I still don't think they have that feature yet, but yeah. And obviously right. PCs, they don't no, have any no. live service. You can play whatever you want. So. Right, and cost and affordability is such an important factor, right? You know... Legos. Legos are so popular, but it's still not really that big as it should be due to its popularity because of its price tag. Mm-hmm. Let's look at this. You when when you look at you if you search up Xbox Series X, 
specs. You see at an eight core AMD Ryzen Zen two. Yeah, it's based off the it's based off of a Zen two architecture, which is really similar to an AMD Ryzen seven twenty seven hundred X. But thing with AMD is that they obviously give cheaper prices to people that mass manufacture. Right. So one of the things with specs is that Xbox it has better specs than the PlayStation. There's no denying it. Uh, the Xbox Series X has better specs than the uh, PlayStation Five. Right. What is, do you, are you familiar <coughs> with? What the PS Five runs on? So what I'm gonna say is that uh, CPU they're almost identical. I'm just gonna say that GPU is where right, it has right. quite they're, they're their CPU. Uh, they're good. Both of them have an eight core AMD Zen two, and the thing with that, like, I'm just gonna bring mm-hmm. this up. The thing with the Zen two is that you can get a better one. That this is like the the 2700 generation. Yeah, right? the 2700X. So the thing with the Zen yeah. two architecture, you can get a 3700X nowadays. No, not even That's, 3700X. The new amd uh 5000 series of launch but and that one has the zen 3 no, no, i'm talking about affordability here we have to check yeah. in like you know we can't have people i don't think people are all, everyone's going to be willing to do that mm-hmm. you have core on i9 generation 10 obviously we're not talking about uh intel, intel here, but AMD. even in amd even in amd the affordability that P- open source pcs can give you is unmatched to the xbox now design the xbox is far more sleek you know very small compact it's quite compact so one of the things i'd like to say actually is that it isn't just about cpu performance right but it's also the gpu which is the actual graphical performance so the xbox actually has quite the edge here <coughs> so one of the things that it has they use the AMD is it has the a 12 Navi, teraflop right? gpu rather than i think it's the 8 or 10 teraflop gpu of the PlayStation 5. And one more thing, but one thing that the PlayStation 5 has better is the load times. Load times are almost twice as fast because it has quite the SSD. But, and this is quite the big but. What's the RAM? Uh, they're both identical too. The Xbox has something called Quick Resume, uh, which is a right. pretty cool feature so basically let's say you're playing one game right and then you switch over to another game and then you want to switch back to the other game uh even if your console like turns off in the middle or whatever right you can immediately resume from where you were so that's one of the things that keeps the xbox uh above even in that regard but the thing with playstation the thing that people always love with playstation is the games the games are pure like they're quite a bit better especially with the delayed right. and you, and, and you, release of halo have... reach i mean not halo reach but the newest halo game uh a lot of people aren't buying the xbox because they want halo that's one of the good exclusives on the xbox so yeah right and that exclusives are so important to a to a console you know i'll I think a big change for the, if I'm correct, the uh, PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. It was Spider Man, right? Yeah, they had Spider. They had uh, Spider Man. They had uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. 
Uh, they had Ghost of Tsushima, which were all considered to be absolutely top of the line legendary games. So a lot of people wanted to get the PlayStation for that regard. Right. <coughs> right, right, right. So the, the PlayStation has these games, especially Spider-Man. If you're looking at Spider-Man, it was so popular. People wanted it. They couldn't get it unless they had the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I credit it for... Look, let's all be honest here. The pay, the PlayStation 4 Pro, it was good for what it was, but it was not no, nowhere compared to what we expected it to be, you know? It what wasn't as powerful was as the 5. Xbox One X, which was the newest Xbox at the time, which was quite a bit more powerful, considering the fact that right. the PlayStation could only go to 1440p, while the Xbox could go up to 4K natively without having to upscale. <coughs> Right, this, that's, that's, that's a huge difference when we're looking at it on the long term. Because when you have, when you have a system that's directly competing with other Xbox and PlayStation, they're, they're competitors. There's no denying that. They are directly competing with one another. They're at it. And they've generally, hats off to them, they've always matched each other in quality. You know, It's always been a debate. It's not like... You know, the Apple and Samsung generation. One year, you get an iPhone X that clearly outweighs the Samsung S8. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, I believe it is the S8. Right. Yep, yep, yep. The S8 clearly outweighs it. Next year, Samsung comes back with an S9. You think, <coughs> wow, I, I can't wait for Apple to blow it out of the water now. And Apple comes back with an XS. That's literally... Okay. But one of the, the things growth? that's happened with PlayStation, right? is that they've always sold more consoles despite this. So the Xbox Series X, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's only sold 6 mm-hmm. million units uh, in so yeah, far. Yeah, about. I mean, no, it's the other way around. PlayStation 5 has sold 6 million units so far, while the Xbox has only sold about half at 3 million. So it's quite the, it's quite the competition. And that's, I feel like that's all because of the new Halo game being delayed. Halo is one of the all-time classics of the Xbox. It's one of the games that people love every single year, I mean, every single generation. But, like, since it was delayed, a lot of people decided not to get the Xbox in favor of the PlayStation because they have more exclusives and have the exclusives are coming out on time. Right. Right, the exclusive. It's all about timing, right? You have to keep up with the market. You know, the competitor. This, this is the, this is the banter, right? You need. You're gonna throw out this one. I'm gonna give you back this. That's that's what they needed, and they they lacked that in some ways. That's that's the general discussion with that. You see, but then then it comes to marketing. Marketing is where PS Five really, really did far better than I'd ever I'd ever seen them. You know, you have. You, you have pop stars, like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was Lil Nas X. I think yes. so. He, he, he's promoting it. You have, the, you have NFL ads, which, which have uh, NFL games that have PS5 commercials. And these kind of stuff, these things go a long way. I really, I as a common person our viewers can agree probably you have seen the PS5 being advertised far more than the Xbox the new Xbox Series X is not 
been as marketed. That's where it all ties back in to GameStop. 2012 was when, 2012 to 13, that fiscal year, that's when we had the the GameStop, um, the GameStop's resurgence once again because of the physical consoles. Now, things have changed. We have digital consoles, but at the end of the day, you need some kind of hardware, right? You can't, (laughs) unless they come out with digital hardware that just floats into your house, which in case I don't know how you're ordering it, there'll always be a sense of physicality, however digitalized you make the world, right? Unless the whole entire world is simulation, which (coughs) for that we can leave a conspiracy theory for another day. (laughs) But there'll always be hardware. That's where GameStop resides. That's where, like, come come back. Come back, my children. Hardware is where GameStop has always excelled. Now, the question becomes, can the arrival of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X really resurge the existence of GameStop? Well, I feel like we've definitely seen the answer to that already. Because... One of the reasons that GameStop already researched so far was because of the these releases which allowed for a lot of people to start going in person or even ordering online. Like I believe I even ordered my Xbox One X online from GameStop. So a lot of people, uh, since these are new consoles and a lot of people get the new consoles at the release, a lot of people are going to start going to GameStop now. So I feel like that's definitely a positive for them. So yeah. And obviously right. GameStop is going to get a lot of the stock for my, from Microsoft and Sony because they've also seen like the like how much GameStop itself has grown. Right. And let's look at this, guys. Ignore the, ignore the fine lining. Ignore this. You know, what we've seen. It was unexpected. It was a bit crazy. But let's just backtrack to... January. I mean February. Let's. What's today's date? It's twenty third. Let's go back to the twenty third. GameStop was worth three dollars, three dollars seventy cents. It might not be good because of you know, considering that it was worth three twenty four. People burst their pockets with their in- poor investment choice if they bought a bunch of GameStop thinking that this short squeeze would last longer than it ever did. But going to February 23rd, 2021, it's $44. Ignoring all of this short squeeze stuff, even before that, you see from the orders, September, from September to October to November, you see legitimate small increments of growth, right? You see $9, then you see 13, then you see 15, 16, 20, 30, 39, 40s boom that's that's where i cap off legitimate growth mm-hmm. then after 40 you have this crazy short squeeze where they just you know extrapolate money from a share and then it goes back to the 40s from feb 3rd to feb 23rd 20 days that's enough to see if it's on a steady line of decrease it's maintained itself at the 40s that's 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 significant growth. If you're going from three dollars to forty, it's great. 
Yeah, I think that's definitely like, quite the improvement. It's literally 10 times as much. So, yeah. So that answers it, folks. That's episode one of TAG, Tech, Automation, and Gadgets. I hope you enjoyed. If you have any suggestions for our next episode, please share. Mm-hmm. Please f- feel free to contact us at tte.a.g.podcast3 at gmail.com. That's tagpodcast3 at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll... See you.